Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I'm one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I'm Rob Federick, and I'm so excited to be here. Hello, it's me, Rob Schulte. And guys, it's another episode of Madrigal at the Movies. Peter, you just said that. Um, I... Yes, I did. ...had an idea. I was like, you know who we need to bring on this show? Our editor, Chris Tyler. And uh, that's a great. So idea. I did. <laughs> I brought it to you guys. I said, "Chris, come on." So, Chris, hello, welcome to the show. Hello, What's Chris. Up, fellas? Chris, hey, how's man. it going, Chris? For Tyler, how, how are you doing? It's good to finally be on. I listen to yeah. you guys every week because, as Rob said, I edit the show. But it's good yeah, to finally be on and give some takes. I, I was yeah. going to say, I'd welcome you to the podcast, but like you're really just like part of the podcast for a, a long time now. So there, there's no sense in welcoming, just saying, hey, nice to hear you. That's it. We're like long lost brothers. We haven't spoken <laughs> to go. each other in a while, but you know, we're still family. That's what it feels like. We'll still yes. get grumpy when we all play football together. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the whole Magic at the Movies family right here. There yes. we go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, time to air grievances, and I got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. This is a this is essentially a wild card episode, guys. We haven't had a non like trivia type wild card in a while. Yes, this card. And Not since Sheena. We're huh? like, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were like, Chris, why don't you pick a movie, oh. and we'll discuss something from uh, our editor slash producer's perspective. Like, what what really makes him tick, and. Chris, I don't know. Is this a movie that makes you tick? First of all, oh. tell us what you picked. I think he's, then, yeah, he's got to introduce the pick. film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I chose the 2018 cyberpunk film Upgrade, written and directed by Lee Winnell. One of my favorite movies of all time. I thought if I'm coming on, I have to bring some of the Aussie spirit with me. I've got to choose an Australian there film. Go. I've got my Fosters with me right here. I've got <laughs> a little kangaroo with an Australian flag right next to me there. Uh, and we're going to be spending the next however many minutes, 45 or so, talking about upgrades. So welcome, welcome to America, by the way. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> oh, first of all, number one, is this amazing movie. This movie was amazing. And we'll get into that. We yeah, will yeah, get yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I was like blown away. <laughs> but here's the thing. I was like, oh, an Aussie's bringing a movie on. This movie took place, you know, they filmed it in Australia. I was expecting a bunch of Australian accents, and I didn't get that, everyone. Well, you only got one. There was happen. one. The hacker had one. the Australian accent. That's true. The non-binary hacker. The non-binary didn't like. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what the what, what accent that was. It sounded that was American. Australian accent. Did it? It was Australian. It sounded American. Okay. So while we're on the, the subject of accents, real quick, because like I am a I'm actually like a big fan of the Australian accent. I I, I can actually do it myself because I, you know I'm I'm part Australian actually. So so it's just not that I'm complicated to do. That, so so I just wanted to know if you've got a lot of people that come up to you and and like uh. do the accent to you but they do it like this like super on top like of you know? they Dundee. don't even do that they do an english accent that's what most people do <laughs> they don't yeah. even go over the top australian that would be fine it's just yeah. straight up british dear straight lord up. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I like to wear my badge of honor that like Australians also like approve of like my imitation of the accent, which is, oh, it's, is kind of remarkable. It's a hard accent to do, and you nailed it, man. I'm, yeah, well, I'm thanks, impressed. man. Well, thank you, thank oh, you, awesome. thank you. But yeah, <laughs> only, only one Australian in it. But most of the actors themselves are Australian. The only two, Logan Marshall Green and uh, what's her name, Betty Gabriel, 
who plays the cop. They're the only two, two who aren't uh-huh. Australian. Pretty much everyone else in the everyone movie else is Australian. Are Australian. So, uh, so the actress playing Asha was Australian. Yeah. And, she's been, and I'm she's pretty been in a sure, bunch of Australian movies before. I'm pretty sure Logan Marshall Green is a uh, like like a secondary clone of Tom Hardy of some sort. Oh, yeah, you know he's like, like, like <laughs> it's, let's address it's that cousin or something. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 though. Is this punchable? So, guys, uh, I had seen The Invisible Man. I had not seen Upgrade, right? So, uh, Invisible Man came after this masterpiece. And I got to tell you guys, I thoroughly enjoyed the setup of the entire story. I will say I sort of saw some things coming. I was It was kind Same. of predictable in, in, a, in, a, in a certain way. But... Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a cyberpunk piece, especially because I've been weirdly playing the video game cyberpunk. So like it was like, oh, this could be the beginnings of a world like this or whatever. (laughs) So visually, I would say it is a punch yourself in the face movie. I think overall as a movie in itself, it's it's a it's a good watch. Like you, you should go out and see it. Would you miss out on like movie cinema history if you didn't? I don't know. Uh, we'll, we will decide that at the end of the podcast. Okay. So I would we'll like to that. say that I think this is the equivalent of when you are uh, young and you discover that you can like touch your tongue to a a square battery <laughs> and it buzzes a little bit. And you're like, oh my god, I just discovered something insane. Yes, wait, like, you, yes. Di- you did that. Uh, yeah, you know, it's summer camp. They're like, hey, if you touch your tongue to this battery, it'll buzz. You've and never you do, done that? Figure, like, I've never done that. A nine volt <laughs> hey, battery. Hey, let me find I'm a nine right. volt battery. I'm pretty sure I've got one somewhere no, around here. No, I'm not doing here. it. I don't yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not advising <laughs> Why would I listeners to do it. I'm not. Uh... <laughs> Nobody but it going is to... one of those feelings, you know, where it's like, maybe it it's not uh, world shattering or earth changing or whatever. But yeah. it is one of those things where it's like, this is a little something for me. This is this is kind of fun. Hey, um, but you know what, Rob? I'm gonna bounce off of that real quick, and I felt the same way in the sense that, like, visually, like some like the fight sequences and stuff like that. I was like, why the fuck did I not know about this movie until uh-huh, uh-huh. like now? Like, this was yeah. crazy to me. You know what I mean? Uh, it was uh, it was a really well put together film in that sense for me. So yes, well, you I, go I back to the you. action sequences, right? I'm not a big action movie fan. Okay. But a movie like this completely changes my perspective because of the way the action sequences were shot where the camera tracks with Logan Marshall Green's body the entire fight sequence. Really really well it's done to create those man. yeah, those robotic movements and the choreography on that. Like that's stunning. You, like that was amazing. Oh, I th- I think that we got to stop and just do the back of the box right now because I'm too excited that's to keep point. my mouth shut. Oh, what's in the box? Give me the what's gun. in the fucking box? I'm so surprised I hadn't seen this movie, considering I have a VHS of it. Oh, I um, thought you were going to have, uh, what's it called? Not a, uh, what was oh, it, light a disc? A mini disc? Yeah, yeah. Like, like light disc. Like, yeah, that's, you know, we're, we have to upgrade from VHS for this one. <laughs> that's true. Like, this is an upgrade from a VHS to a laser disc. Laser disc is what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. And uh, it goes... Let me, it flips it over. It's like the size of a fucking coffee table here, guys. Uh, (laughs) The back of it goes like this. A brutal mugging leaves Gray Trace paralyzed in the hospital and his beloved wife dead. A billionaire inventor soon offers Trace a cure, an artificial intelligence implant called STEM that will enhance his body. Now able to walk, Gray finds that he also has superhuman strength and agility skills he uses to seek revenge against the thugs who destroyed his life wow 
Wow. wow. Beep boop bop beep beep. <laughs> um, now, yeah, let's really get the heck into this. You got it. First something? of all, number one, yeah. this movie, I, I, I was um, I was turned off by it. You were? Okay. At the beginning. Okay. 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 Because when I saw the, the, the title upgrade i was like oh god this is gonna be a b movie and it's just gonna be like i want like if this you like the whole movie was what you're saying when you saw the poster when you saw the opening credits no the poster and the name of the movie oh okay okay, poster and the name of the movie okay Okay. uh the original name of the movie they should have stuck with because i thought it was like i said i thought it was gonna be some kind of b movie you know just kind of like oh half-assed the original name was STEM, and it should have remained STEM. Ooh. Interesting. That's the name of the movie. That should have been the. That should have been the name. That should have been the title right there. That is perfect. And that was the original. The, that was the original uh, title of the script. And okay. then I, I don't know. Some executive came around and said, "Oh, let's change it to upgrade." It's like eh, that happens in the studio system a lot. But uh, guys, and and. Chris, I want to I want to get your take on this because like what captivated me about this film and got me actually hooked was and I don't know if it was like a if you could call it a gimmick or not, but I was captivated with the opening credits because they were all via audio. There was no actual mm. text being displayed. So when they were, it was like kind of given to me like that with the with the kind of techie voice, I was like, oh, this is. This is a new, like, little unique take I've never seen before on film. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now I'm into it. Too. Yeah, yeah, and now I'm into it. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? Or what, what did you... Uh, did you guys appreciate that? Well, I will say that I... Um, I don't. I think I appreciate it more in retrospect than I did at the time. Like, okay. um, I feel like initially starting this movie, Upgrade, I know it's about a chip. I've seen the trailer... There's digital effect right as the movie starts. Right. And then I get like a computer voice reading the things. It's like almost a little bit of like how uh, like how much cyberpunk is this movie dipped in before I even get the story? Right. You know, yeah. so I think there's a little bit of pause for me going into this, too. But I think like you said, Rob, like actually having that thing click where it's like oh no they're actually presenting credits to us in a way that we're not used to right that makes me like it a whole heck of a lot more uh chris is this something that jumped out to you i'm gonna be honest with you all i don't share the same affection for uh opening credits as most of the people on this podcast (laughs) i just don't care (laughs) i really don't care that's just something right, that I, I kind right. of don't pay attention yeah. to until the actual movie starts. I'm going to be honest. I never it. have. It could be the, the best opening credit sequence of any so, movie ever. And I just. Interesting. So hold on. You, you've seen Star Wars. Yep. That didn't, that, that didn't get you. Nah, I'm flicking through my phone at that stage. Oh, my really? God. Well, but so. So wait. So with knowing that in mind now, like, wouldn't this kind of, yo, like, didn't this kind of maybe like throw you off for a second and be like, oh, this is I usually never pay attention, but they're being spoken to me like does that did that make it seem because inter- here's the other thing guys i want to talk about openings in a little bit 
and why this is important and setups and stuff like that. But I want to get Chris's take on that. Like, it didn't captivate you at all. Like the fact that they were audio text, uh, sorry, really. audio it's, credits. It's something that I, I noticed, but that I, I again, I'm kind of just waiting around for the actual movie to start because I think this probably comes from me being a writer, right? Like that's that's right. one of my passions. I want to be a screenwriter, so I'm kind of right. waiting for that part of the story to begin, okay. rather than right. being coming from a filmmaking background where everything from the very beginning to the very end is part of the entire product that's probably why i don't really care because i'm waiting to that first page on that script where it says int you know garage night kind of thing that's what i'm waiting for yeah so going back to the notion of openings and stuff like that right because we're we're all fans of uh, opening credits at matter with the movies and and like for not not to like bash like chris or anything like that we're not doing that it's just more so just it's but i i like it as a filmmaker because if you really look at the nuances of this story right those opening credits, they do a really good job at creating the world for you because it's almost as if you have STEM talking to you. You know what I mean? And then we're talking about an opening where we see a character who uses stuff with his hands. He's more old school in this kind of fish out of water complex in this you know steam you know cyberpunk world that's now embracing the future and he's kind of not in that sense. It automatically sets the tone for everything i like i already knew what this movie was going to be like like i i I knew what i was investing myself into i don't know if you guys got that yeah no i think that uh it was definitely apparent um i i just want to say that i do think that like i work with my hands and cars and stuff was a (laughs) little bit like sling lady yeah yeah Laid a laid on, on a little thick, like yeah. uh, I was frozen in 2002 and woken up in whatever year we had, <laughs> like robot cars. Um, Fast and Furious, I get it. Yeah, but I, I did, uh, I did really like that. Now, Chris, I want to go back to something you were talking about earlier, but I'm realizing, y'all, I think we need to take our first break. Um, oh wow! So already, let's Sounds do that good. real quick, and we'll be right back. Magical at the movies with Rob and Rob. I'm one of the Robs. We've got uh, our editor and producer Chris on to talk about upgrade. Chris, you were talking about some of the special features in the fight scenes yes. that you liked, and yeah, how they like tracked his body. But tell me more about that. These scenes kind of made the movie for me because I just never seen an action sequences like this before, and the way that they right. did it. Mm-hmm is very creative because this movie, by the way, only a $3 million budget. So if you want to make it look and sound and feel bigger than it is and more expensive than it is, you do have to get creative. And so what they did was they they planted an iPhone onto the body of Logan Marshall Green during these sequences and the camera would track the iPhone on his body. So wherever he moved, the camera followed, which wow. I didn't really heard of this being done Whoa. before. Yeah. But yeah. it completely revolutionizes the fight sequence for me. <clears throat> well, if you think about it, right, like it, it's even like it, that's amazing, first of all. And I want to I want to know what maybe what sensor they were using on the camera to track the iPhone. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's interesting to know. But it's got to be some sort of LIDAR technology. But the other thing is that what people don't realize, right, is it's, it's just not just be, it's beyond looking cool. Right. It's also 
really reflective of the story and they crafted a technology or at least discovered a technology because they didn't have the means to do something amazing, right? With $3 million budget, that's pretty low. But it serves the story in the sense that this guy is paralyzed and he has a robotic AI that is controlling those movements for him, mm-hmm. right? So if you notice in the movement of Logan Marshall and how he walks and on screen and stuff like that, it's almost robotic, but like that, it's like he's being piloted. So these sequences yeah. with that, I you know, with that technology and that tracking complement that idea of the story. He yeah. is being piloted and it feels that way when you see it, which I think was brilliant. So I'm even more impressed now, Chris. Like that that's a great tidbit of information. You know what that really reminded me of is I know that a bunch of directors have their thing and their trick and Rob, please, please fill me in if this is something that is more so than just this little thing, but I remember seeing a YouTube video where someone pointed out David Fincher's trick, uh-huh. which is or his spark or whatever right. you want to call it. And uh where he he only moves the camera when someone's eye line moves and he moves it with yeah. him. So like yeah. if you're sitting at a desk with someone, that camera doesn't move in that scene until the person at the desk like gets up and yeah. like uh, heads to the door. And the moment, of course, I saw it in a YouTube video. So they collaged a whole bunch of scenes that were like that. Yeah. But it really made me like, I can't watch the movies without seeing that anymore. <laughs> Well, is one that of the, like a thing or no, it, it totally is well, a thing. It, yeah. Like David Fincher has that. Uh, you had uh, Stanley Kubrick. He had the one point perspective. Right. That right. One uh, of my favorite shots that I've you know, that that personified Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. If you look at all of his movies, they all <clears> have that one point perspective in it. And it's interesting because, like, you know, a lot of directors will develop their own visual style, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the thing that is kind of remarkable and I forget which director said this. I was listening to something on the DGA the other day. Uh, and, and it's true. I can't take credit for the quote, but it's, there are limitless, like virtually infinite possibilities of expressing yourself visually with a camera. Like, like you, the, the camp, the language of a camera is infinite. Like there is so much you can do and say with it. And when I was watching this film, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. I was like, wow, like those action sequences, like are a, something I have not seen before. You know what I mean? I've seen action sequences before. I've seen fast action sequences before. But like the way this was shot and the way it complemented the story is something I'd never seen before. And I thought that was remarkable. So, huh. yeah. yeah, that's actually very interesting. Um, as far as uh, favorite moments go, like, here's the thing with this movie. I really, really liked the whole film. And uh, and like bouncing off what you were saying, I kind of figured it out before the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I was like, OK, Aaron's going to be the one that takes him down. He's going to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was yeah. not expecting <clears throat> The ending that we got, okay? That's what I loved about this movie. It wasn't right. like the Hollywood ending. Yeah, Where yeah. he's like, the mind of the human is more powerful than Stim. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stim took over. And the acting yes. by... Uh, uh, Logan Marshall Gray. Gray. Logan Marshall Green. L- Logan yeah. Marshall. Yeah. Uh, was spot... I mean, like, when they, they, he switches on to Stim, and he's just like, it's like a lifeless person. Well, it needed know. a host. It was yeah, uh, exactly. You know. but, but it was like he really nailed it. It was amazing. I thought he was he was phenomenal throughout the entire film. Was oh well, no, yeah, physical yeah. Performance, yeah. Especially when uh, 
when Aaron's trying to shut down Stem while he's trying to get to the uh, get to the hackers, and right. his yes. body's shutting down in front of him. Yes. That's some phenomenal body work right oh, there. Oh yeah, like, that's just incredible. He did some great stuff too. Like when in that first fight sequence at the house, right, and he's hitting the guy with the <laughs> plates and shit. Oh God, dear. It's so well done because you do, you see the disconnect from his body operating, being all this, yeah. you know, ex- exerting this brutal yes. violence, yet his face doesn't move. Like, it's almost like he's like, that's the only thing that he has control of. And he's like freaking out that his body's doing this. You know what I mean? Like, that takes a lot of practice. That is that is not an easy thing to do. Like, that shows like the dynamic oh, I, of his acting. Oh, yeah, I agree. So it's, it's so, really impressive. Yeah, I thought that a uh, local Marshall Green as Gray... Every time he was at a moment where I was just like, I don't know about this dude. Like it would cut to a scene where I'd be like, no, that's pretty awesome. Like <laughs> he's, he's redeemed. Like, like I really disliked the speech whenever he's like torturing the one guy in the bathroom where he's like, I'm, I'm a, a fucking, fucking ninja. ninja. I knew you were going like, to bring that up. <laughs> it was just a little bit too much for me like well, i no, said like uh, dipping it into the sauce yeah of, of it. i i now, thought that too no i see i have the exact opposite reaction as you guys well because okay. gray at that point he's like getting overconfident and even yes. stem yes. tells gray hey Don't, oh, by the way yes, yes. that's one of my the, 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 this checks off one of my boxes yeah. for movies because if you ha- notice i have not been referring to uh what's his name like a Gray, Marshall Green. There you go. Yeah. I've been referring to him as Gray this yes, entire time. Yes, because you Asha bought his character. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Aaron and uh and 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 Stem. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't, you know, I, I'm not referring to them as their actor uh, the, by the, their acting name. Yeah, yeah exactly. you're referring to by the character. The character's you were you you were absorbed by Oh, I story. was. I really was. Um, and that's why I'm like, oh yeah, he would probably say something like, I'm a fucking ninja. I, I mean, <laughs> well, like, yeah, and I think that's I also like just to just to put it out there, like that is what his character would do. Exactly. And I yes. can and I can understand that. I don't like that. Okay. Of that character. So you don't which like, I guess yeah. also speaks to the craft of the movie. Yeah. But, but in that language, then he will turn around and have like an amazing crawl through a factory <laughs> right. scene and I'll just be like holy shit like okay yeah maybe it's working maybe I, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing I just it? love that you brought that line up man I, I yeah. want to get Chris's take on that too because he you know like he, this is one of his favorite movies yeah. but like I, I actually it's not that I dislike that area it's just like it jumped out at me like it jumped <laughs> yes. out like the, I'm a fucking ninja but I, I, I was like I didn't cringe. You know what I mean? It wasn't because I've definitely had moments in movies where you cringe. Like I didn't cringe, but I was just like, wow, it is distinct. And I'm wondering if it's just the flavor of this movie or what. And I'd love to know what Chris thinks about that. Uh, Because how many times have you seen it, Chris? Because this was my first uh, see through of the only two. Oh wow! Oh, it's okay. the second time. So what? What made you bring this movie? Well, actually, no, you should answer Rob's question first because I'm. I'm no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm what curious. made you bring the? If you've only seen this twice, what made you bring this movie forward? I'm just I curious. Wanted to, I wanted to bring an Australian film. Right? Oh, well, then why did you bring, bring Australia bring, with yeah, Hugh Jackman? <laughs> I'm, I've never seen that, and I don't think I ever will. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring an Australian film, but one that 
hopefully no one had seen before. Uh-huh. So right. I didn't know if you right. guys had seen Wolf Creek. I didn't know if you guys Wolf had Creek. seen... Wolf Creek, oh my God. Well, yeah. Mad Max Fury Road would have been a good one as well. But Great I movie, assume yeah. that all of you had seen that. Crocodile Another Dundee. one of my favorites, Crocodile Dundee. Uh, uh, I, I, a horror movie that I love out of Australia called The Loved Ones. I'm a big fan of that one. Is I was uh-huh. tossing and turning about doing that one. But in the end, this is just one of the films that probably made me the most proud to be an Australian after watching. I finished wow. it and I just thought, man, that was yeah. just so kick-ass. And I'm just... I just want to tell everyone about it. I remember seeing it for the first time last year and yeah. I was just like, man, i got to tell yeah. every single person I know Cr- about it. I remember Chris, Chris and I work at the same uh, uh, gigantic satellite radio station. <laughs> and, uh, Not names. and uh, I remember afterwards he wrote to me on Slack and he's like, you need to see this movie. And I was just kind of like, yeah, when I, I'll find a reason, you know, I've got to watch all of these movies. And then when it finally was just like, no, Rob, have me on the show and we're going to watch Upgrade. It's just so different to anything that I've really seen. And I'm a big fan of Lee Winnell's work. Obviously, Lee Winnell is one of the two creators of Saw. He did Uh Invisible Man, as we mentioned before. I really like Lee Winnell and I kind of wanted to to give him a bit of a pump up on this show. I love it. That's predominantly the reason. Well, you know what, guys? Also, you know what goes to show about this movie that I like too is that, like like you said, you don't need a lot of resources to sorry resources is resources to tell a good story and uh what uh what i thought was interesting about this the, the, a movie that popped in my brain when i started watching this one have you guys ever watched the salton sea with val kilmer no no it's an interesting I'm movie not familiar it's an interesting movie it's it, it was kind of a b movie it's about a guy who's this tweaker like uh, like a meth addict or whatever uh and used to play the saxophone and was like a jazz, and he's trying to figure out who killed his wife uh, and he has to kind of kind of venture into this underworld to untap it. You guys should check it out. But it kind of reminded me of like this is sort of like a cyberpunkish Salt and Sea, which was I don't see a lot, maybe almost borderline film noir. You know what I mean? Because Salt mm-hmm. and Sea is a film noir, but but I haven't seen many movies that are that take place in a sci-fi world other than like Ex Machina that kind of have me intrigued. Yeah, not, like, it's a not a suspense story, but like. You know, the detective mystery, like, I don't see that anymore. You only see that on, like, TV shows now, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like... Yeah, they- like, like, this wasn't about how the world was developed. This was a story within that world. Right. And I yeah. haven't seen that. And I thought that was cool. Like, it was cool Me to watch too. a movie like that. So, thank you for that, Chris. <laughs> Chris, well, uh, so back to Rob's question before I cut him off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of the... I'm a- Fucking ninja! <laughs> I'm with you, Peter. I thought it was good. It's all Woo! part of the yeah, yeah, man. It's it's all part of the humor of it as well. That's yes. that's another big reason why I really got a kick out of this movie because not only is it about us, but it's kind of funny as well, and it's kind of self knowing. The way that he interacts with Stem is hilarious. There's a lot yeah. of those yes. moments within these yes. fight scenes that just kind of make you laugh and make you enjoy those scenes even more, and. That's kind of another thing that Lee Winnell did that I thought was kind of ingenious when making this film was they didn't dub or they didn't use ADR to to plug in Stem's audio afterwards. The guy who was playing Stem, he was in the other room talking into a microphone that fed straight into an earpiece. Nice. And so so they could actually interact back and forth. So they were recording him in the next room over. Right. No one else in the crew apart from Lee Winnell could actually hear what they were saying. Wow. Or could hear what Stem was saying. Yeah. But they could actually interact back and forth and kind of improvise and have those fun moments because moments like that to me kind of make the film. It's it's, yeah. it's the tone that they got so right to me. I, well, I, I loved it. And if you talk about
about, you know, actors always want to be immersed, right? Like I feel like there's yeah. there's a problem with nowadays where the technology is kind of like you you kind of strip the actor of a lot of resources that like are able to kind of immerse them in the world. The fact that he has an earpiece with STEM talking to him on set, I'm sure He's Logan immersed. used that that so well. Like yeah. that must have given him everything he needed to like actually feel that performance because the first time you hear his voice I thought that was cool. We've we've seen that sort of gimmick, but like that sort of uh, story before. But I thought it it worked exceptionally well in this in this movie. I I, I bought it. I was like, damn, this is this is really cool. I like that. I want to talk to STEM. I completely agree. And I think on that topic, we kind of you guys discussed it earlier. How you kind of figure out the direction the movie's going. You know about. Yeah a quarter of the way halfway through and then you know you're like oh yeah this is kind of going down my line of thought and i didn't predict where the movie was going but i did have a false prediction that led me pretty far down the line so that when the movie actually uh unfurled the way it's supposed to i was like wow my i was very confident that this movie was going to be a uh, like a Fight Club type oh. ending, <laughs> where he actually—it's a really good point, actually. Yeah, it didn't have any stem at all, uh-huh. and like he was blocking out like conversations where it's like the paralysis is all in your head. You could really, <laughs> and so like he had to like <laughs> develop this person, like this extra thing, so that he could go out and like. It's not me. It's Stim. Stim's doing all of this. That's really stuff. interesting. Yeah, that would have been a. That would have been a. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how I would have felt Stim about two. that ending. Yeah, Stim. Stim uh, here you go. Upgrade two. Uh, hey, yeah, R- yeah, Rob. They should have done a sequel of this. That would have been interesting. You know him. Yeah. Him trying to get his mind back. You know, fighting back from yeah. Stem. You know what I mean? It would be. Uh, it would be Matrix Two, all taking place <laughs> inside the cartoon. Have you uh, guys ever seen a short film called Sight? No. No. Have you guys so. ever heard of it? Uh, I don't think so. Watch it because it does have uh, I de- like it has traces of this in it. It's older. I, I think it's like four or five years. No, maybe like six years older. It's and it's about um, we live in a world where technology, like our social media and everything, has twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. There you go. It's built into our eyesight, right? And uh, it's like a contact lens that, in fact, like your house doesn't have like decorations or anything because sight the AI does it for you, right? And uh, everything's got achievements and stuff like that. And then people go on dates like Tinder and stuff like that. You see the profiles in your eyesight while you're talking to people and you can get to know. But it's a really creepy ending that sort of reminded me of this. You guys should check that one out. Or like a Black Mirror episode or something like that. Yes. Yes. It did feel like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, We just covered, speaking of the Black Mirror episode of uh, USS Callister. On oh. our greatest discovery episode, you guys haven't one. seen that. That fits in very well with this very cyberpunky well. weird future. Um, we also covered Ninja Turtles, so it runs right we in. Did, <laughs> we got to do like the Toxic Avenger next to kind of keep up with the colored things over your eyes in that movie. <laughs> you know, actually, guys, while we're on the topic of just like tech movie sort of stuff, someone brought to my attention an Al Pacino movie from the early 2000s that I had completely forgotten about called Simone. I've Do never you guys seen remember that this? I remember. I never saw it. Simulation I... 1, 
where right. they invented an actor and it was Simone wow. who they would just place in movies and like duped the American people who they thought wow. was like a real person. Interesting. And I was like, I wonder how that movie would play out now. Right. Yeah. Like deep fakes and weird shit like that. Dude, deep anyway, fakes are dude, well, creepy, no, to, man. Well, to yeah. go off of what Rob's saying, uh, I'm... I don't want to buy a. I want to just drive my own car. I don't want to have like a a robot car taking me wherever because yeah. it could get hacked. Yeah. And then <laughs> talk, talk to yeah. Google, man. Talk, they're, no, no, they're the ones no, developing no, no, that. No, no, that, no, not for me. You know. uh, <laughs> put a chip in my brain and then take over my body and start like you know. Making, oh God, no, <laughs> man. no, God, no. Uh-uh, ah, yeah. no way, not for me, never me. <laughs> well, uh, should we take our next break and head on back with some uh, uh, deep thoughts deep about oh, yeah. this movie? Absolutely. We're back. Upgrade is the film. Chris Tyler's the guest and editor extraordinaire. Uh, You know, this is kind of the the cleanup round, guys. We're going to say our big thoughts and everything, but is there anything Chris that we haven't touched on yet that you really think we should really chew on before we we uh, are done with Upgrade today. Well, one thing that I did want to make sure to mention before we finish the show is how good the trailer for this movie is. Oh, so yeah. even, though, even though I've only seen this film twice, I might have seen the trailer 200 times. Really? <laughs> it just puts me in a good mood. It gets me up and about. And it's because most of the trailer or... or the, the moment in the trailer that really gets me, it's my favorite moment in the film, is when he first utilizes STEM. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Oh. Thank you. That's when the movie really kicks off for me and you got the music in the background and all that sort of stuff. So if people haven't seen Upgrade yet, firstly, thank you for listening and I hope we didn't give too much away, but... <laughs> right. Check out the trailer. It'll get you really into the mood of wanting to watch this film because I, I think it might be my favorite trailer of all time. I really do. That's that's really cool, man, because, you know, there, there's... Oh, and, and and the movie for me delivers. I, I, I haven't seen the trailer and I definitely will, but I mean, as a movie, it delivers. So many times we've seen great trailers where the movies oh, yeah. don't deliver, you know, and that's oh. uh, that's kind of an interesting thing too. I mean, the, like, yeah, like off the top of my head, The Dark Knight, was one of like the best trailers ever with the, the and, but you didn't yeah, but you didn't think that movie delivered oh i thought it delivered oh okay That's okay yeah i mean i mean like when you uh, see a great trailer oh, and then you watch the like movie Batman and the movie's piece. a disappointment because the trailer was so damn yeah. good which some gotcha. people claim that was the case of man of steel i actually enjoyed man of steel uh, love, but no i thought the the man of steel trailer was amazing it was amazing everybody was everybody was happy. that's I, what i mean i was though. not let down by man of steel yeah i was like no yeah. superman 2 trailer <laughs> <laughs> oh uncut gems yeah no good point uncut <laughs> gems i love that trailer and i was so looking forward to it and then the movie is like yeah. i, I never that, saw yeah. the trailer for superman 2 okay let's just <laughs> let's just get it, it dwarfs Man of Steel by comparison. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. So true. It's so true. You know, sometimes we have to think back on these moments, guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I also before we give our final upgrade thoughts, I wanted to play a little game, uh, Chris Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, you sit through a lot of our episodes. You came on 
as a second pickup editor and really kind of turn the show into your own, which thank you for doing that. Yeah, man. Damn. Um, you, you fucking kick ass at it. Um, what movies do we need? This isn't much of a game. It's just please cr- critique <laughs> us. Um, what do we need to be covering? What, what, what have we really like hit it out of the park that you think we should revisit that type of idea? My favorite episodes that you guys have done so far are the horror episodes, and that's because I'm a big horror fan. But mm. the Scream episode, right. the Sleepy Hollow episode, man, they're two of my favorite episodes that you guys have done. Superman right. so 2? The more you go was back that to good? that horror well. Which one? <laughs> Superman 2, is that any That was good? before me. That was pre-Chris. <laughs> oh, yes, that's that pre-Chris. Was pre-Chris. Sweetest thing. Yep. So, so Chris oh, was I spared. love that one. Yeah. That, that made me actually watch the sweetest thing for the first time, and I fucking loved it. Woo! I go. Go. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. Like, Dude, this is legitimately hilarious. Great. Great. Yeah. No, that's good. Awesome. That's, that you know what, and that's the hope that we always have with this podcast is if we can get somebody who hasn't seen a particular movie that we covered and they gotta go see it, that we that's a win in my book. That is a win. Oh, yeah. Um, a, yeah, but yeah, we win. should explore more horror. There's a there's some great horror movies out there that we got to start bringing into. That's true, but we well, guys, I an think... entire month for that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We might have to. We did it once. I think we can do it again. Yes, we do. Um, I am next up to choose and i thought i had chose a movie already guys maybe i'm gonna have to get a little bit more spooky instead (laughs) so who knows there you go um but to talk and bring it back home with upgrade i'll give my final thoughts um i would not have seen this movie without you nudging me the two times that you did, Chris. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it only took two times. Yeah. Well, you know, and sometimes it's hard. You know, I think back to like uh, Napoleon Dynamite or something or, or the myriad right. of movies where like if you saw it ahead of time, you're like, this movie fucking kicks ass. But if more than like three or four people tell you you need to see a movie, it almost has you not see it. Right. You know, yeah. like it, it pushes you away. Um I'm glad this never got to that point. This got to the point where I can like be excited to watch it, have fun watching it, and have a fun discussion without it being, you know, uh, Napoleon dy- dynamited to death. Uh, <laughs> and, and, but again, that that's why I wanted to bring it to to the table today because it's probably the, in my mind the most underrated Australian film. I've I've got my favorites, and a lot of a lot of my favorite Australian films are going to be Australian films that most people know and, and have heard of. But I knew this one kind of flew under most people's radars. But it yeah. definitely deserves it, to be seen by more people that have seen it. It's really Absolutely. interesting you say that because, like, I, I watched The Invisible Man with my girlfriend, who she was like an absolute fan of that movie. And by the way, that I see the correlation between the two movies in like terms of style with the action yeah. spe- specifically uh-huh. because they uh-huh. did so well with the Invisible Man action. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw this, I was like, oh, of course, yeah, this makes sense. But uh, I like I like I like Rob would never have known about this movie if it wasn't for you, and that's kind of a shame because in in a lot of ways for me this is better than The Invisible Man, and that's the more it mainstream compl- one. It's yeah. much better to me. I, I actually yeah. didn't like The Invisible Man all that much. I thought it was there were a lot of plot holes in it. I thought it was right, kind of cool. Right. There were moments that I liked. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, I just I didn't think it was that good of a. I'm film. with you, man. I'm man, with you on that yeah, one. Yeah, you know what? Uh, unlike you three, I did not see The Invisible Man. <clears throat> it was actually the so- last movie I saw in cinemas. <laughs> really. Oh, oh wow. right before yeah, yeah. Wow. right before the, all this so what's uh, the, craziness. Wait, so what's the correlation? Is it the same director? 
Same yes. director. Yes. Same director. Yes. Know. Okay, now no. I'm going to have to go watch The Invisible Man. There's some phenomenal yeah. action sequences with The Invisible Man and, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out on our name. You know what I'm going to do? Um, I'm going to put it as a poll. I'm going to be like, Hollow Man or Invisible Man for my next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. Oh, uh, you Hey, you know, Springtime Horror is a great series. I love it. (laughs) Hollow Man and Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. Well, Um, you know, I I we I did promote. I don't know if it was one of you guys or like, but we always talked about the idea of maybe comparing reboots to remakes. You know, like remakes or original versus originals, or you know, like Dante's Peak, Volcano. We can do those kind of comparisons. Legitimately, the next time I pick, yes, I don't know when that's going to be. I'm going to throw it up. And you, uh, should I allow the audience to uh, to pick? Or? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Can, cool. I'm, I'm probably Man. gonna do it again. It's gonna be Judge Dread versus Dread. Okay. Guys. Ooh, okay. That's which a good one could work. kick off that series? Yes, yeah, that I could like kick that. off a really good series. Um, I'll, I'll throw in my last final thoughts on this one, so Peter Peter can uh, close this out with Chris. Well, Chris uh, needs to, yeah, Chris, Chris is gonna go last yes. because this was his pick. Yes. yes. Uh, but for me, it was. Uh, like I, like I mentioned a couple of minutes earlier, it, it was a unique little discovery that I am ashamed that I had to discover until recording this podcast. Like this film should get more hype behind it because it is, it is an engaging story. It's, it's not a complex story. It's, it's, we've seen this kind of story before, but it was just presented in such a unique way that's relevant to like what our future could be. Cause we're talking oh, about, yeah. you know, Elon Musk talking about Neuralink and stuff like that. Now, you know what I mean? This technology mm-hmm. could be real. You know what I mean? How many people want to walk again? And they've talked about, Hey, the, in fact, that already exists, the technology that bridges nerves through electro stimulation wow. chips. So, uh, I was thinking about all of that, having my mind blown, watching this relating to the main character and just enjoying the mystery of him unraveling what actually happened that night to him and his wife. Uh, the fight sequences, as we've mentioned, are great. The whole visual texture of the film is great and the tone is phenomenal. So I am very glad that we got to watch it. Thank you, Chris, for recommending it. Uh, I, I recommend upgrade to anyone. Hell I, yes. Yeah, I, I follow that up. Uh, you know, my final thoughts are I recommend uh, STEM the movie to <laughs> anybody and everybody. They made a big mistake by not calling this movie STEM. That would have been it would have been even more brilliant than it already is. Thank you so much, Chris, for bringing this to the table, because this is you. you you've just created a, a new fan, like a, a new fan of this film. I am a big fan of this movie now. I love this movie. This movie had one of my like it was the, the best ending that you could that you could get okay i thought the the way a lot of movies go it's like oh the human's going to overpower the machine and he's going to he's going to triumph and then once it happened once he went back into the hospital with his wife i was all like Oh, is are they are they gonna do are they gonna do me like that? Are they gonna make it all a dream? <laughs> oh, if that would have been it, then I, mean, uh, I, I was I was I nervous for a second. I was nervous. I would have thrown my laser disc out the window. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Trust my guy Lee Winnell, man. You gotta oh. trust my guy. <laughs> and then when it switched and when Gray switched, I was like, ah, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> this is like my one of my new favorite movies now. Sorry, Superman 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Chris, before you give us your final thoughts, I just want to say that like uh, my buddy Adam always talks about on the Star Trek show, uh, The Greatest Discovery, you know, that Star Trek is a place, you know, that you could do so much in it because they've built the universe to do whatever you want. 
I think this movie did a perfect job. This is like a cyberpunk place, like we talked about earlier. It needed a sequel, Rob. It yeah. needed a sequel. You could do a sequel, or you could do a side story. You could do whatever you want because it's already built for you. And I love yep. when a movie does that. You can yep. step in, and you already know exactly where you're at. Hey, can and I ask? Go, go for it, Rob. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just, just to say real quick, like, and I would say... At the end of this episode, this has gotten me so jazzed on movies that we love that I know what we're watching next week, guys, and I am so excited to talk to you about it. But I will save that to the end. Rob, you were saying yes. No, no. I just wanted to ask Chris, you know, you, you mentioned you're, you're a screenwriter. This is the movie you brought to the table. Uh, what is your wheelhouse of genre? Like, like, what do you, if, would this be a movie that you would want to write? Or is this like oh, the course. other end of the spectrum? I, I want to no, know about this. So predominantly... Uh, since I first started writing screenplays, which was when I was about 15, that's when I wrote my first screenplay. Nice. Uh, I tend to lean towards horror movies, which which kind of comes back to the reason why I like the, the horror episodes that you guys have done. That's definitely the genre that I feel most comfortable writing in. I've also had a crack at a couple of comedy scripts. I can honestly say they're not as good, and I didn't have as much fun writing them. I just kind of wanted to try it out, see how you go, kind of... Yeah you know play with that genre see how i go but i just know that my strength is in is in horror because i'm more aware of the codes and conventions that come along with that genre i'm more versed in Very cool. in the sort of movies within that genre and i know what inspires me and i know what works and what doesn't so that's kind of where i see myself sticking to for the most part horror or horror adjacent pretty much and that's kind mm. of what you see for a little bit of this it's obviously more sci-fi but lee winnell's also always going to have that horror influence in all of the work that he that he does fantastic no that's cool that's very, that's that's i like i like to pick apart like the mind of a writer versus like what they see because i mm -hmm. i feel like you yeah. get so much out of it more than like you know like you're saying you don't pay attention to opening credits you want to jump right into the story so i find that really yeah. fascinating man so so mm -hmm. thanks for that insight chris did you have anything else that you wanted to touch your on final before, thoughts before we shut the file on upgrade that's it boys i, just, I, I appreciate uh you guys getting me on to talk about this movie as i said it's one of my favorites it's just one of those movies that you just sit back and enjoy the ride kind of thing. I, yeah. I, I loved it, and I'm glad I could share it with you all. And I'm hoping that this episode can get a lot more people to go out and seek out the uh, the, the movie because, as I said, Lee Winnell, my guy, he, he deserves a lot more kudos for this movie. Hell because yeah. A lot of people were talking about The Invisible Man when it came out, and I'm glad that right. he got a lot of props for that. But this, to me, as a director, this is his best film. It was his second movie. The Invisible Man was his third, so he's still new as a director. Yeah. But this is this is to me his peak so far. I'm looking forward to seeing what else he can accomplish in, in wow. the coming years. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to having you back on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. More Australian Chris. movies, boys. Yeah. More Australian yeah. movies. <laughs> I think I'll, down I'll the crack line, out more I, Fosters. I've got plenty yeah. in the fridge. <laughs> I'm just waiting to be drunk. There you there you definitely hit the nail on the head that we're gonna have to watch Mad Max. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> some to, at some point in the future. Hey, so, hey, the love ones in the Thunderdome. By the way, guys, yeah. where I got that quote that I was telling you guys earlier about the infinite possibilities with the camera was in a conversation that include uh, that included uh, talking about um, Mad Max Fury Road. Wow. And uh, uh, it, it was it was I don't know if it was in refer like in reference to Mad Max. Or another movie, but it was like all it was f the five directors that won bet you know that got nominated for best director that year, uh, and and they were talking about that. So look that up if you can on YouTube. It's a really uh, it's a really good listen. Very cool. 
All right, guys. So um, we talked a lot about horror. We talked a lot about movies that make you like feel something and make you want to be like, I have to show this movie to someone. And it got my gears turning. And I, when was the last time I felt that like super passionately about a movie? And I know exactly what movie that was and what year that was. And that year was 2019. And that director was Ari Aster. And if we're going to talk horror in springtime <laughs> and uh, summertime, whatever, I think that we're going to have to watch Midsummer. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Okay. And <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Wow. So, guys, uh, I would like to watch that. And we don't always tell people what we're watching next. Yeah. But yeah. I was inspired this episode. Okay. So, if you're down, okay. I would like to watch that. Midsummer. Cool. Midsummer awesome. it is. Yeah. And then well, afterwards, then. we're going to do a comparison contrast. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Take notes, everyone, because we're getting going to school. Um, Chris, would you like to take us home on today's sure. episode? Sure. I feel, I feel it would be appropriate for him uh, yeah. to take us home. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh man, I, th- I think I think you should do a rub with that accent, man. Like yeah. it's, it's it's so damn good. <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> no, no, you, I can't. I can't take the honor from you, mate. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, alrighty. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rub. I appreciate you listening in. Make sure you follow everyone on Twitter as well. I can't remember yeah. everyone's handles, even though I, I listen to the show every week. But follow everyone on Twitter and other social accounts that they may have. Also, give the show a five-star rating and review, boys. Five-star rating and review. you got to do it. you got to help us out. We really appreciate it. We'll make sure to read all the good reviews on the show at some stage. But thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And boys, I'm looking forward to, to coming back on the show at some stage soon. Whenever you have me back, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, to joining you guys again. Awesome. awesome. Well, uh, thanks for being on, Chris. And uh, hey, congrats on getting married, by the way, too. Hey, congrats. Just Congratulations. Just know that today, yeah. guys. So, hey. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob is hosted by Peter Madrigal, Rob Federick, and Rob Schulte. The podcast is edited by me, Chris Tyler, and produced by Rob Schulte. If you're looking to support this podcast, check out the merch link in the show notes, or just leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any suggestions for a movie you'd like us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Christos Tyler, or to Rob at Rob K. Schulte. Thanks, and we'll see you again next week.